This is my story of the last court jester ever. It's King Times. And I'm not talking about King Times now. I'm talking about whatever Game of Thrones-ish medieval times-esque guillotine-ass King Times King Times. I'm talking if you were a king during this particular time period, there were pictures of your great-great-great-grandfather painted on the wall in pterodactyl blood and mud. That's how long ago I'm talking. I know that there are kings of different nations currently all over the world that we don't even know exist, but this story takes place before now. Before you could Google who the fuck were the other kings. That being said, I am open to meeting a king coming to America style. Hit me up in my DMs, kings. These king days, and for purposes of this story, there was a group of traveling clowns. There were seven of them in total, and they would go to different kingdoms sharing one horse. Three on the horse's back, and then four on each leg holding on. It was like the OG clown car. They did this because they were hoping to find work as court jesters. This was the most coveted job for a clown in those days. Now clowns don't sleep on clowns. They were sharp back then. They were silly, yeah, but they were still bad motherfuckers. Not these horror movie clowns we see today. They had swag. Even though they were clinging onto the legs of horses, they had swag. They had balloons before balloons were invented for making balloon animals. They had flower pins on their chests that they could spray you with water before those were invented. They were making animals and squirting people in the face. They had spandex pants. The town whittlers would make spandex pants for the clowns all over different kingdoms. But even with all these fancy things, their only dream each was to be a jester to a king. So there's one clown, his name is Chester, so you can predict the direction of this story. Chester's famous now, you can see him on any deck of cards as himself, and that became his claim to fame. Kinda like the equivalent of the Benjamin on the $100 bill, but all over the world famous. The king and the queen need to hire a new jester. So all the town come to watch who they're gonna choose. And the king yells for all to hear, make me laugh, you clown ass, bitch ass, wannabe jesters. Each jester gets off their clown car horse and one by one does a little jester audition. This is gonna change one of their lives forever. And the last one to go was Chester and he was crushing. He was doing jokes about dysentery. He roasts the town blacksmith. He does a whole set on moats. It's a hit. Even though all the other clowns were good, none of them were as good as Chester. King hires him on the spot. You will be my jester, Chester. Chester gets on his knees and he says, please your majesty, we've traveled so long to find work. Where I will be your jester, can you find it in your heart to hire my clown mates as well? And you know, the king's feeling optimistic and kind. So he says, two will be my loyal guard, one will be my chef, one will be my washing man, the one who cleans my chest. One will be the lock and key to lock the royal gates, and one will be my dog walker, a job for all your mates. 
Chester's only job now is to perform once a week at the king's dinner for the king and queen and their court of 200 of their closest confidants. The king and queen haven't had sex in about 117 days, but who's counting? This is a little sidebar. It's a real dry spell for these two, their longest. And the king's been eating a lot of potatoes with the skin on them still and town beans mixed with pig's bones. He's been feasting, really settling into the king lifestyle, but no sex. No sex with his queen. And as far as the pig bones, he went bones before bacon, so he's on some other shit. He's letting himself go. Plus, he doesn't wash daily, because eh, no showers. But the queen, the queen looks good. She's eating potatoes, but they're Whole30 compliant. Beans are good for her digestion. And no wine now, because she gets headaches. During the king's dinners, she's laughing, 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 having the time of her life watching Chester. And Kingy Bay, he's laughing too, but not as hard. And he peeps her. And he takes note. That motherfucker is funny, you hear from someone in the crowd. So the town scheduler puts up on the ye old board scroll that the jester is scheduled for Monday, Wednesday, and Friday now, plus his normal spot on Saturdays at the king's dinner. The king grabs the town scheduler by his accordion-ass looking collar and he says, what the fuck is this? Why is this clown performing three extra dinners this week? Oh, your highness, her majesty the queen ordered and I scheduled. Please put me down, sir. I'm wetting myself in fright. The king throws him down and the king goes up to the queen and says, yo, Beatrice, which is her name, why is that clown performing four nights this week? Oh my God, you didn't think he was funny? I thought he was all right. I didn't think he was four night funny. So you always do this. I told you to stop eating pig bones because it's messing up your head. And we haven't had sex in 123 days. And I know it's because of those pig bones. Now you think you know comedy because you're the king. Well, guess what? He's funny and he's performing for nights. You sound stupid. What do you think? I'm going to fuck the jester? Well, I didn't, but now I do. Get the fuck out my chamber, Heinrich. That's his name. And he hits the hallway and he's never been more attracted to the queen. He thinks about going back in the chamber, but he just has dinner in bed alone. During Chester's performances that week, the king notices that this jester is packing in the spandex. And he catches his wife's eye on Chester's little big Chester. And Chester's eyes are on the queen. And everything goes quiet, and all he can see is a room full of people enjoying Chester the jester, especially his queen. Then Chester catches the king's eye, and he gives him a real specific smile. If you know it, you know it. He gave him the, I'm gonna fuck your bitch smile. Now next week, the jester gets an even bigger crowd. And this time he comes in with entrance music and a candlelight show. And he's got trumpets blaring and he booked the voiceover guy from the original Space Jam. This was also the night neon green was invented. Because this swaggy ass jester had on neon green spandex. Welcome to the King's Dinner, your entertainment for the evening, Chester the Jester! The crowd goes crazy. Now this night, again, the king doesn't laugh once. The eye flirting happens again, then the show's over. After the show, the king decides he's going to have sex with the queen tonight. It's finally time. He's got to win his bride back. Come on, baby. Let's go upstairs. Oh, I didn't tell you. I'm going to go out with the Duchess and them. But, but, but where's your wedding ring? You're not wearing your wedding ring. Oh, 
uh, it's at the town wedding ring cleaner. Relax. I'll be back later. Don't wait up. Huh? But uh, like I said, it's Saturday night, and I'm, I'm, I thought we were going to shut up. Did this bitch just tell me to shut up? But I'm the king. The king sees the jester leaving, and this time, his little big jester looks even bigger than it did on the stage. And the queen leaves out another door with her girlfriends. So the king decides he's going to go on one of his peasant walks, as he calls them. While he's walking through town, everybody is talking about the show tonight. And it's making the king sadder and more insecure. And he's thinking about what he did. Why did I hire this jester? And he gets to his favorite bar. And who does he see but his wife, the queen, and neon pants-ass Chester the Jester. Yo, Beatrice, what the fuck? You said you were going out with the girls. What are you doing with him? She's frozen. And Chester stands up like he's about to step to the king. And the king sees Chester's huge dick outline. And he winds up his hand like he's throwing a softball pitch. And he goes right in between Chester's leg. And he pops a balloon. We thought it was Chester's dong. Chester smiles big, and the queen sheds a single tear. More for the dong. She can't take another tiny dick in her life. The king looks confused. It was a balloon the whole time Chester had stuffed his pants with? Chester got real close to the king, and he whispered in the king's ear, That'll teach you to trust a clown-ass, bitch-ass, wannabe jester. And in that moment, we hear hoots and hollers from outside. It was the other six clowns Chester had rolled in with. They stole everything they could get their hands on from the king and queen, including beautiful horses that they rode off into the night with. The king never trusted a bitch-ass jester again, and that's why Chester was the last ever jester. Welcome, Party God Squad, to the Rocky Rundown, where you get to learn a little bit about my week. Before I say anything about my week, I want to say this. It's always been a wild and not in the good kind of way wild world out there. Our country is in an incredible amount of pain, and it seems to me that every murder the police commit, one on top of the other, it's sending more and more ripples of pain through the loved ones of those who have been lost. Slain, really. They're taking our fellow Americans away from us one by one for no reason other than the color of their skin. Death is permanent. Nobody comes back from that. Police are forcing families to have a hole in their hearts forever. Energy is contagious, good and bad. If you haven't watched Trevor Noah speaking about bad apples and the rotten tree, please look it up and watch it. The police are supposed to serve and protect. That's their quote-unquote motto. If you have the privilege to live in this country and feel safe when you see law enforcement, take a second to hear your neighbor and empathize when they say they don't. Police are not supposed to be murdering every other day. This has been happening forever, but with smartphones and social media now, they can't hide. The tree is rotten to the core. And every one of us can do something about it. We can take steps to uproot this tree and start anew. Because they don't care that they're on camera. We've seen that. It's apparent. It's up to us. I told you all last week that I got invisible liners for my teeth. 
I don't have to wear them for very long, only about 12 weeks, which is incredible. I only have a few things to fix, very minor on one side of my mouth. And I was just starting to look like one of those bulldogs where the bottom teeth were peeping out over the top and I had to put a stop to that. And this was because I didn't wear my retainer in college after I got my braces off. I didn't wear my retainer to bed in college because I was doing a lot of fucking in my dorm room, having slumber parties, and I didn't want him to see me in my retainer because I was embarrassed. <laughs> if I had a $2,000 time machine, I would have smacked the shit out of 20-year-old Rocky. Bitch, if you don't put that goddamn metal-ass, lispy-ass retainer in your mouth, fuck is wrong with you. Friends, wear your retainer when you're young, or reach out to me for a referral code for Bite, which is what I'm currently using. I cannot recommend this company enough. Go on this bite journey with me if you're feeling a little insecure about your tooths. That brings me to my highest thoughts of the week. First thought, isn't everything kind of a form of religion in terms of entertainment? When you seek out entertainment, you're seeking out usually like-minded individuals that make you think. Isn't that what religion is? Sarah Silverman on her podcast called herself godless, and she said her religion is science, love, and energy. That's mine too, because I believe in science. Almost every problem out there could be solved if we operated from a place of love, and like I said earlier, energy is so transferable. So be careful who you let in, and be careful what you put out. Highest thought number two, potatoes are the shit. I was craving pasta the other night, and I didn't have any, so I peeled the potato, boiled it, and put some cheese on that bitch. And I have to tell you, I felt so full, it was so delicious, and I realized I don't have to eat so much pasta, I can just replace pasta with potatoes. I don't know, I think that's a step up, and I'm proud of myself, and I'm patting myself on the back. I can't believe it took me almost 33 years to figure this out. What an easy and delicious stoner snack, and you can thank me later. Number three highest moment is, man, oh man, guys, I am into The Circle on Netflix. I watched season one when it was out, but I gotta say, I think I watched it in one sitting last year, and this year, Netflix is releasing them a few episodes at a time. It's a social networking show where 10 people are either themselves or they catfish the rest of the group. They form relationships with each other, and they chat via this circle, I guess. It's like a big circle conversation chat. Then they rank each other to be eliminated. Now, I was so into it, and I watched all the episodes that Netflix released. That wasn't my highest moment. My highest moment was longing for more The Circle so badly that I put on the French version, and I watched with subtitles. There was a man named Cedric in the French version who said, I am the best, and may the best win. And I ate my potato, and I thought, damn, now that's my religion. This Wednesday the 21st, I have the hosts of the podcast Florida Men on Florida Man joining me for Wild Wednesday, so be sure to hop on IGTV to check that out. If you're not following me on Instagram and TikTok, I'm at Wild Nights with Rocky, on Twitter at Wild Nights Pod. I'm positive they're going to have something hilarious to say because they're hilarious guys. And speaking of hilarious, my guest this week is the magnetically hilarious Fatima Talia. Her wild word was drunk as hell, and she came in with a doozy. Then afterwards, we really connected with some great conversation that just fed my soul, guys. I didn't even know I needed this conversation until I had it. If you haven't done so already, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. 
Thank you to those who have done so and continue to do so. You are a loyal party god squad and I love you so much. If you're feeling kind and generous, please write a nice review on Apple Pods. It really does help. And please enjoy my Wild Nights conversation with Fatima Talia. Fatima Talia, welcome. Thank you for doing the podcast. Thank you for having me, girl. I'm excited. I'm very excited to have you here. I just want to ask you real quick, before we get into your wild night, how are you? How's your quarantine experience been? Do you see the light at the end of the tunnel? Oh, girl. Um, Yes. In the beginning, I think all of us were like, what the hell? Right. But now I'm happy about it. Yeah. I think we all needed a sit your ass down moment. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at yourself a year ago and say, this was something that was a priority to me a year ago, it's not a priority anymore. What would that be? So maybe something superficial. Ooh. Okay. This is a good one. A good one. <laughs> I'm excited. I cared so much about what other people thought of me. Yeah. A lot before this. And not in a way... Like I was always worried about, do they like me? Do they not? No. In a way, as a comic, making sure I please everybody or everybody likes my jokes or everybody Mm -hmm. likes what I'm talking about. I think now after having this time to really get to know myself and what it is that I'm doing, now I don't give a shit what anybody thinks. It's made more comfortable on stage being like, fuck it. They they don't. It is what it is. Mine is my nails. I I used to have my nails done every two to three weeks since I was 17. No, 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 no. I don't care what people think either anymore. No, I bite my nails too. I didn't bite. No, I didn't bite them. I would get acrylics every two to three weeks from the time I was 17 till. But then that makes your nails all weak and weird. Yeah, well, I cared. I cared about those nails. I'm hiding my nails so that I don't eat them. I have the worst. I've had it since I was a kid where I like bite my nails. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's comforting to me. I used to have press on nails too. I would put them on and I would carry a super glue stick with me at all times. They fall off. They fall off. <laughs> um, I've had one pop off in front of people and I just stepped on it. It flew off and I was like, mm, put my foot over it so nobody saw it. That's amazing. And That's- I just kept talking and everybody was like, did she step on a bug? In a way, I did. All right. So I think one thing I can assume you and I both have in common is we're party girls. Your wild word was drunk as hell. So I'm excited to hear what this drunk as hell oh, wild night is. Man, I have a lot of them, but this one stands out to me the most because it, <laughs> we were drunk as hell. Okay. Um, it was my best friend. We've been knowing each other since we were 12. And we had two friends from college come visit us. I'm from Chicago. Yep. And Chicago summers are a blast because they're very short. Mm-hmm. So they came in town one summer. And you know, like you do when you hang out with your college girlfriend, you go out to dinner, you have drinks there. You go everything, bar, yeah. Everything. So we went to dinner, we had drinks there. Then we went to this bar, this Japanese fusion bar, right before we were going to go to the club too. So Okay. Some wine at dinner, and then we go to the sake bar, and they Uh-oh. made all these different sake drinks and sake shots. It was something I can never remember the name of it. I still ask them to this day. But we did some kind of shot called I don't I think I want to say it was called co- cocaine shots. Okay, which is an insane <laughs> name as is. Is that made with tequila? Tequila they usually say is an upper. I, you know what? We need to find out what it's made of. I don't think it's tequila, though. I'm not a tequila person. Either way, I was concerned that we ordered it because I was like, who said it? Was it me? Because I hope not. Yeah. Cocaine is a hell of a drug and a hell of a shot. We did shots, a bunch of sake. Okay. 
We did shots there. And then we end up going to the club that we wanted to go to. For some weird reason, I don't know, I guess I drove that night. Okay. There was parking lots that you can like pay like 10 bucks, you know, and you leave your car there or whatever. I don't know if it was a, it had to be a valet. All I know is we got really trashed. We got so trashed. We were at this club that I think we were thrown out of the club. <laughs> um, none of us can really remember to this day if. How many were in the group? Uh, it was four of us. Oh, perfect number four for going girls. out. So four girls were thrown out of a bar. I was like, how? They were like, something happened. We're like, maybe we said we spilled water on somebody, but I feel like something was thrown. Got it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All I know is I do remember getting thrown out of that club. So like, you know, when you're like kind of tipsy, but you, you're trying to keep your shit together. Like very well. I, I remember someone having my arm, like a guy was like something like that. <laughs> like we got to get your ass out of here. <gasps> Get thrown out and I remember like catching my balance and still getting up being like you know what fuck you mm-hmm. when you're so fucked up you don't even know what else to say really no you don't care you're you cannot be defeated when you're at that later yeah when you're at that level you can't be defeated do you know like when you're trying to stand up and you're like this is it I'm done mm-hmm. fight for it so it's like a baby when I tried to get up off the ground I don't remember this much when my friends were like you fell pretty hard because then the next day when I woke up I was like what happened to my knees like <laughs> Like, it looked like somebody beat my ass. Yeah. What happened to your knees? I was like, what happened to my knees? It was like, so when you fell, you got up. Check this out. You got up and you realized you had to get your car out of the parking lot at a certain time. Right, right. It's like, so you just took off running. So we didn't even get a chance to even see your knees. Granted, when you're drunk and you fall, you don't feel it. Mm-mm. The way my knees looked the next day. Gosh, it was bad. But I just ran. So I ran to go get my car out. It gets even crazier. The, the place closed. The parking so, lot. Yeah, and they had my keys because it was like a valet thing. So my car was stuck. Gotcha. Now, we're all drunk. Nobody should even be driving in general. But I was like, I'm not leaving my car here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, the car's coming with me. I don't care. <laughs> my friends were all just like, no, just calm down. But everyone can't literally stand. So everyone, mm-hmm. now everyone's in arguments. Two people were like, fuck that. Let her just do whatever the fuck she wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, everybody stop yelling. We got to have love. It was like, yeah. so you always trend. And then everybody starts arguing. And we're like yelling. And then at one point, one of my friends just started crying. Because that's cute, drunk as hell. You had mm-hmm. But she just starts crying. And I'm like, you a punk ass bitch. Here we go. She's crying. This Now we got to yeah. deal with this. So I decide, I don't know what part of me decided, but I thought it was a great idea to break a branch off of a tree. Okay into my car because I knew I had an extra set of keys in the glove box but the only way to get in what I had learned was to break into cars at the top of the door the Joe Jackson school of car break-ins <laughs> so I had a tree branch and I was trying to shove it inside the top of my I think I had a Chevy Cavalier okay so I'm trying to shove it into the side of the Chevy Cavalier to break open the door while three of my friends are all arguing behind me when they realize that I have bloody knees and a stick in my hand. <laughs> all by your own doing. All by my own doing. So they stop arguing and then all of a sudden like the cops come and they're like, you ladies okay? And like literally, I'm, I, they stop. I'm like, oh, we're fine. But then I turn around, my knees are bloody. Like obviously, <laughs> I have a stick in my hand. And it's like, you sure? And then they were like, no, 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 everything's <laughs> fine. And I'm like, you get damn right. <laughs> They left. Everything was fine. But my oh, that's good that they left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no one got arrested this time. This time. <laughs> I don't remember how we got to the house. I don't think I brought my car at all. Uh-huh. I did it the next day. 
But I knew we were drunk as hell. Wait, you mean to tell me that the stick plan didn't work? Listen, (laughs) they let my friends were like over me. So they let me get tired. Big girl. (laughs) Me trying to, and I'm not sure what size it was, but I'm trying to shove it in there. Tipsy. It didn't look so great. Right. So I don't know. I didn't get in, uh, but I did the next day. When I got to my car with my boyfriend at the time, drove me down there to pick up my keys. Right. When we got to the parking lot, he was like, whoa, somebody tried to get into your car. He was like, look at that big ass branch in the side of it. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> shit. So I, the, like the first thing that came to my mind that day was like, damn, we just don't pay. Yeah. Moral of the story is, I like, and it all, like, you know, when you're drunk as hell because the flashbacks don't come until you sober up. Oh, yeah. I remember that I tried to break in my car until he had took me to my car the next day and I saw the print. Then it's vivid. Once you get the reminder of what happened, then you're like putting the pieces together little by little and you realize, yeah, it was you. Now, was this during the time of Ubers and Lyfts or were there no Ubers and Lyfts right now? I don't think we had Ubers and Lyfts around that time. It was different. We had just, no, Ubers and Lyfts weren't happening yet. No, I don't think so. No. No. People don't realize how convenient Ubers and Lyfts are. No, they're amazing. They don't realize the difference. They weren't so great today, but they <laughs> Did you have Uber Lyft fiasco today? Well, you know, since the pandemic has hit, mm-hmm. it's much harder to get an Uber. You have Lyft wow. that are actually taking that risk of that personal ride. Yeah. So I live in a busier area. If they're all busy, it's going to take a much, much more time to get a car. Mm-hmm. So your app will just keep searching and pending. Wow. Okay. You'll pick like, oh, I want to go here to here. They're like, great. This is how much it costs. But that could take about 10 minutes to find a driver that will be willing to go there. Gotcha. So that's, that's lit. But our Uber, they can decide whatever they want to charge you. No, that's, I don't think that's going on here because the prices have pretty much stayed the same, except we are no longer allowed to do Uber pools. We can't do that either, but yeah, definitely have changed. They're gone up. Like an Uber, the thing that sucks with that is you'll find a ride. They're like, oh, it's 15 bucks. And you're like, cool. You take it. And then the driver will be like, mm, no, I don't want to go there unless you give me like 2150 And you're like, what? Fuck off. You hit it again and they'll bump you to another driver. And then that person will be like, yeah, no, I'll take $25. You're like, what? Wow. Yeah, that feels like a racket to me. Cooking is hard. Time is precious. Fine dining is expensive. With Seed Ranch, they'll make your next meal the best meal of the day with none of the hassle. You deserve better forking food. Seed Ranch is your sharpest secret weapon in the kitchen and your best friend for takeout. They think you should be able to eat truffles every day and not break the bank. Try the truffle hound sauce. Truffle hound is made with real black summer truffles, organic ingredients, and nothing strange. Another delicious option is everything but the taco. Everything but the taco is an homage to the condiments bar at every great taqueria. Pickled onions, pickled jalapenos, loads of cilantro and hominy corn make this sauce the absolute best Taco Tuesday companion. You've never had a green sauce this good. Right now, the Party God Squad gets 20% off their Seed Ranch Flavor Co. purchase by using code WILDNIGHTS at checkout from now until May 16th. Visit SeedRanchFlavor.com or follow them on Instagram at SeedRanchFlavor. Seed Ranch can't teach you to cook like Gordon Ramsay, but he'll swear like a sailor at how good it is with Seed Ranch in your food. 
drunk as hell. Drunk as hell, also, man. Anytime you wake up with scars. One time, uh, this happened recently, me and my friend decided that we thought it was smart to get on a, a lime scooter. No. It asked us when we were laughing and shit, it asked you if you're drunk. And I think I was like, what? We're in the post-drunk the next day bruise club together because I can't tell you how many times I've woken up and I'm just like, Rocky, this is not okay, girl. You know, a cheeseburger can save a lot. Yeah, cheeseburgers can save a life. That's, That's true. Funny. I'm trying, I'm trying to get into these Beyond burgers. I like them. I'm I was the first time I had one, I was like, uh, I don't know. The second time until at my last bite, I forgot I was having one. Not seasoning it right. No, no, I mean I thought it was so good. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, I was like, this it's is real. It's so funny when I go to Atlanta and visit my family, they uh-huh. like, like LA food is kind of, you know. Yeah. But my family's eating, eating. So when I like tell them about stuff that I like or shit, mm-hmm. that I they're like, whatever. I made them Beyond Burgers one night. They were like all about it. They yeah. Like, burgers don't even look real. They look like space burgers. Yeah, they kind of do. <laughs> but they love them now. Now they're always like, what else did you put on it? They stay pink. I'll tell you that much. It doesn't matter how long you, they stay pink. But I don't mind that because I, yeah, I can get behind the Beyond Burgers. It was just the first time I had it. I was like, I don't know about this. The second time I had it, I forgot I was even eating one. It was great. Impossible first. Impossible I have not had. I think Beyond is better. Impossible is possible, is what you're saying. Impossible stomach after (laughs) eating an impossible burger. Oh, really? They haven't perfected the post-burger diarrhea? (laughs) This is impossible! (laughs) So I want to talk a little bit about your stand-up. Because I will say for me... The only other female stand-up who I connected with on this level, and I love stand-up comedy, but there was only one special in my life where I was like, I feel like everything she's saying is me, and that was Elder Millennial. And I like her other specials, but Elder Millennial for me was like Eliza Schlesinger. That was that was the last special I connected with so deeply. And I just watched a snippet of, well, I watched the whole thing, but it was just about an 11-minute set on your Revolt TV set. Every joke you said, I couldn't believe it. I listened to it one straight through, and then I took notes the second time because I just related to it so hard. Good. I'm glad, man. I loved it. The God honest truth. <laughs> it was, it, I loved it so much. The first thing I'd like to quote is, a young bitch trapped in an old body. Present. <laughs> present that one is real for me because in my early 30s and I'm trying to stay cute I'm trying to do my collagen pills I'm trying to do you know my retinol creams but it, it's still like I can't figure out TikTok you know what I mean you know what I'm saying? <laughs> girl I was telling somebody like I used to be able to do all this shit and it's basic what they're doing yes like what is wrong when you watch it you're like okay she got a one and a two step yeah you try to do it you like why won't my knees <laughs> Why don't, why does my, my shoulder don't necessarily hold as hell. Every time I go to TikTok, I always feel like I age even more. <laughs> yeah. It's time for me to go. Girl. Like I feel bad. No, it's, you, you're still in the game until you start visiting Facebook a lot. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Face it on Facebook. If I drop by Facebook a little too many times, I'm getting old. I took that off my phone, thankfully, but I'll go on it for some other random stuff, but I don't like Facebook. Today, my mom is hanging out. Yeah, you got to see the moms, the aunts, cousins, stuff like that. It's Walmart. Yeah. You know? You don't mind being there, but you shouldn't go every day. 
and you might get some deals. <laughs> they got some good jeans on Facebook. <laughs> I've had a couple of Facebook jeans before that have lasted me a long time. <laughs> don't want to bump into the wrong person, you know? Yeah, yeah. But tick, TikTok, I'm trying to, today, I'll just tell you, this is something that no one knows, and I don't think anybody will ever know, and if they do know now, then that means I put it out. But I tried to make a TikTok today because I was listening to, of course, early 2000s music because I am 32 um, and I was listening to oh boy and I had this <laughs> I had this idea where I was like okay me my first time at the bar after COVID and it was just like boy okay. boy and I couldn't I couldn't sink it I couldn't make the right faces I was like this is a two-person job that is it's a good idea <laughs> that's a really good one you should do it I'll try it out but I, I might need like a director a DP or somebody on the set with me <laughs> that TikTok stuff is so basic yeah that culture because at first I loved it like I, I like TikTok I mm-hmm. remind me a lot of Vine oh Vine yeah fan, and I love that but I noticed that this culture is more of uh duplicating each other you very rarely come across people that are doing original content Mm-hmm. It's it's everyone doing the voice of someone else. Or, yeah, they're and, biting. Yeah, there's not a lot of original content. I see a lot all the time. Mm-hmm. The trend on there, it's like a dance. Yeah. Or I, I don't know what's on your timeline, but mine right now is Lizzo ate some cereal she called Nature's Cereal. Okay. Blueberries, raspberries, and pomegranate seeds with coconut water with a little bit of ice in it. So everybody's trying this pomegranate blueberry coconut water okay and it's all over my timeline so that's like the hashtag nature cereal like nobody's doing anything really cool in there that's i'm like that idea is dope like thank you (laughs) i I know i gotta get the timing of it right but yeah the only person i mean like if lizzo created that then lizzo's pretty much the only person i want to see doing that I thought it was a scam when I saw it. I wrote in her <laughs> comments. I said, look, if there's somebody behind you with a gun, just <laughs> bite down twice if you're in trouble, Lizzo. We yeah. can help you. Because when you see what she's eating, you're like, oh my God, they got Lizzo too. <laughs> <laughs> they starving her. You see like every celebrity that comes into this business, it seems like that isn't the standard of what they think. Right. They all start out being this empowered girl and then yeah it is like that's great now but here's some water cereal yeah you're gonna be eating this for the next 90 days days. (laughs) and i'm like damn they i don't know i felt bad for it but they look it looks delicious yeah but i see all the trends like that on there i don't see a lot of original content right yeah and makeup trends well you know we could do it if we really put the time in to do it because we made aol profiles and my space top eight. Oh my god i remember doing the whole like background coloring mm-hmm. and like i want my letter spacing to be like this yes yes uh, picking your photos that's how we got by now another one this one i just want to say is true for me right now later on tonight i am excited to have pasta and netflix um <laughs> <laughs> so I am excited for that. So I related to that. I'm single. And you said, which I loved, that if you're single in your 30s, oh, why are you single? Why are you single? It's because you're picky. And it's so true. Yeah, once you get a certain age, you're just not dealing with certain shit. <laughs> 
I was talking about that in Austin and every woman came up to me and be like, damn, yes. I was it's like, true. It's true. I'm like, when I was in my 20s, I feel like dating was so much simpler because it was like, he's at hot, he's at a bar, we're drinking. All right. I'm not looking at what is he going to do in five years? Yeah. His job now or, you know, you're just not looking at certain shit. That's why I feel like when you have a breakup, in your early stage of life, you're like, he was this, he was this. You ignored all the red flags. Whereas in your yeah. in our age in the thirties, when we see them, we're like, ah, oh, I can't mess with him either. So now it's just none left. There's none left or the good one or the quote unquote good ones. And by good ones, I mean the ones that flew under the radar because bitch, he ain't good either. <laughs> What's funny about that? I was going to, I was just telling a friend that I'm like, some of my homegirls that are married. Yeah. About some of the shit that I'll be pushing dudes off with. Wow. Everybody has what they can deal with. I think yeah. that's what are. You got to find somebody that they're not going to be perfect, obviously. No. You got to find someone that you can deal with and they can be to deal with you because I feel like it's going to be some shit all the time. Because have you ever had women that are married be like, you don't want to be married? And you're like, but I kind of do. Yeah. And like, you don't want any kids. And you're like, but I sort of kind of do. They always make it seem like it sucks. <laughs> and you're like, let me decide if it sucks. Okay. It makes me think like it, the grass isn't greener. Like the no. people that have it are like, oh, it's not that great. And the people that like us that don't have it, we're like, but well, we want that. And they're like, we want it. Yeah. I just want somebody to open this pickle jar. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can't do it. Look how simple the weeding got now. Like I just need somebody to open this damn pickle jar. <laughs> Can you open this pickle jar and not text other women? That would be great. Man. <laughs> I, and it's a lot of that shit too. Yeah, I hear so much of uh, the. It, it's so bad now, girl, that I feel like music already influences men to treat us badly anyway. Every yeah, time, fuck this bitch. She's a slut. Mm. I'll find a new one. <laughs> <laughs> even guys that are do. I've had guys that are, that are nice to me or whatever, and they'll be like, "I'm not even out here texting other women." And you're like, "You think you get a fucking gold star because you're doing what you should supposed to be doing?" That's how normalized it is now for men cheating. Yeah, dudes that aren't doing it are like, "I'm not even cheating. Why won't you accept me?" Yeah, <laughs> like, like you're a terrible person. Yeah, just a terrible guy that doesn't cheat. I don't know. It's great now too, though. I see some things online on Instagram and because you know, I'm not all in TikTok. So it's mostly Instagram, but on Instagram, you see the things where guys reach out to women and the woman is like, you know, I'm about to show your girlfriend this, or I'm about to show your wife the screenshots. It's like, please don't. Um, no, it's happening. It's happening. It's the culture. Yeah. It's like absolutely it's culture. This culture now. It's like, you know, it's the culture now when I think when I moved to LA, I was engaged. I was 2017 I think okay when I had that breakup that's when tinder and bumble and everything became so popular same exact year and thing for me I wasn't engaged but same exact year and timing of my breakup too shock mm-hmm. like this is the new age of dating which to me I think made everything much quicker everything yeah faster with like they're like whatever I'll just get back on that on right. top of that I noticed that there were so many couples already together on the apps looking for a third. Oh, yeah. You started to see more of the polyamorous, mm-hmm. more of the like open relationships. So to me, I'm like, this culture is interesting. Yeah. For people like us, what does that mean? A lot of the younger crowds, they're, they, they're into this shit. They're into yeah. memory and all that. I find it, this is too much. I don't need this, this is too much. <laughs> yeah. I'm not there yet in my journey where I need to deal with two people that's not my root I just have to deal with the one I've done an open relationship how did it go I wanted to experience it to see it Mm -hmm. I think it wasn't bad because it wasn't a double standard I think okay for me was 
I couldn't see myself falling in love with this person because of the circumstances. Gotcha. Just the way knowing that he was going to be with some other woman or he had the option to never allowed me to really mentally commit. Yeah. It kept me in the zone of being like, we're just kicking it. So I couldn't leave the just kicking it zone. even though Yeah. An open relationship. Wow. Yeah. That's honest though. And you tried it and now you can say like, it's another thing to add to your it list of dues. Opened up my perspective on understanding why men cheat. Wow. Why? What do you, what did you learn from that? The situation was funny. I, I wanted to experience because I just got out of a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. Engaged. So I was like, yeah. I'm going to try a whole bunch of different types of relationships. So I feel like a lot of it, it, men, it doesn't necessarily have to be that he likes her. It doesn't even necessarily have to be that he loves her. Some men need a variety. Some men want yeah. something new. Or some of them have an issue that maybe they don't even want to admit. They need something to drive their ego. Yeah. In, in other words, like some of them have this mentality of caveman effect. Like I have her. I need to feel important by trying to court something else. Yeah. It helped me really just just kind of see how their brains work and how we're different. Because women are more nurturing. Once we find the one we like, we want to be there for you. Take care of you. They have that same thing, but it's like, hey, they also want to like go talk to this girl. They're like, you ever like caught a guy with a, a chick on the side or something? You're like, she's not even pretty. Yeah. Or you're like, she's not even cool. Like her life is just weird. Yeah. Or she's very they, annoying. Yeah. And you're like, why is that? Because men don't even look at it the way we do. They look at it kind of like an obstacle course that they're trying to complete. Oh, can I at least get her to maybe reply to my Instagram story? I flirt with her now. She'll reply to my, and that's like um, a hit of adrenaline for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very. That's a good enough. Yeah. Definitely. It's a hit of adrenaline. I really see how men see stuff from their perspective. Yeah. Because I, I definitely will say, even in an open relationship with a man, their insecurities of how they feel when you have someone else will show. Yeah. You know, so that that was interesting because it was like, even though that was the standard of what we were doing and those were the rules, he definitely was like trying to bend them because of my freedom, too. So mm-hmm. and that's like, where it's funny. Yeah, I would. Yeah, it was definitely funny, but I would never do it again. Yeah, I, I think I would. It would take me a lot to get there personally. I I feel I'm very respectful and open minded for people who want to try it out. But for me, I think right now I would my goal, my trajectory would be a monogamous relationship yeah. without a cheating motherfucker right <laughs> it would be nice it would be nice i mean yeah. I, I was dating a guy that constantly every day was like i'm not even cheating on you and i was like that makes me think you are so yeah the lady doth protest too much i know but that that's what i was telling you earlier like guys even when they're not doing it they feel like they should get a co-star I yeah know, it's looking rough out here in these streets another thing that i this is the last thing that i'll quote you on but i i really um this one resonated with me as a meditator. It's like, can I just have some good dick that doesn't make me have to meditate and do yoga and do this and do that? It's like, yeah, I don't want to have to meditate mandatory for my mental health every day, but people fuck you up. Girl, damn, that's the good dick though. That's the good dick. <laughs> Literally, I was like, bitch, you're not going to be able to. No, regular, regular dick, is, it, it can work. Yeah. But you probably, yeah. You're not going to go crazy over it, like. No. Regular dick is great, and I love that he does the dishes, but. (laughs) Not going to be the one I'm about to be like, so. Yeah. I mean, I think now, especially being a woman that does what I do. Uh Uh-huh. I want regular dick, but I also wanted to have a goddamn future. Like. Yeah. Let's talk about that, guys. Men are always like, I'm a good man. I'm this and that. Okay, well, have a plan. 
Yeah. Like, you can work at XYZ and think that's great, but doesn't matter. What is, that, is that what you want for your whole life? Is this what it is? Like, I feel like what we all need to start learning when it comes to relationships is what does each party actually want? Yeah. Let's just talk about it in the beginning. Little by little. We don't have to be like, oh, I want to live at this in this state with this, this many kids and your mother can't act like this, but it doesn't have to be all that. But just the honesty, I think is the most important part. I think a lot younger me was not honest about wanting to have children. Younger me was not honest about wanting to get married and I think that I I did myself a disservice and not being expressive and being like I gotta rock with myself for the rest of my life and these are the things I want mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly I mean I feel like I can't even think about dating I just got done dating someone that I thought they were age appropriate I thought they would work but then they were like surprise I'm crazy <laughs> surprise <laughs> I think I'm a little crazy, but this person was so crazy that I was like, I can't even jump in and be crazy. Like he's out, he's taking all the crazy time. You know what a friend said to me once? He, and he's been with his wife. They have a beautiful son right now. He said this to me and him and his wife have been together for now for over 10 years. He told me, Rocky, everybody's crazy. You just have to find the person who matches your crazy and hang on to them. That, no, he's got it right. That's what I was Mm -hmm. saying. Find the person that works for you. Yep. But we're all crazy. We all are. Yeah. The best ones are. I have to be doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Now, speaking of doing this. You're doing stand-up right now. I'm sure the shows are socially distant and it's feeling good to be back out there. What's the next project you have coming up that people can check out and where can everybody find you on social media? I shot my own comedy album in half hour during the pandemic. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. So that's coming out, guys. I'm super geeked about that. Mm -hmm. I shot this with my younger brother. He's a producer. so Amazing. Yeah. And we are having, we have a deal going on with Comedy Dynamics. So that should be coming out through Comedy Dynamics soon. Uh, It's called Nice to Meet Me. The name of my album. (laughs) Yes. And the name of the special. So I have that coming up and my social media is at Fatima Talia, which is at the bottom of the screen. Um, Yep. Everything. Twitter, Facebook. Beautiful. But stay there. Keep keep going on there. I just got back from Texas. I will be back in Austin uh, at the end of this month. Beautiful. A lot is going on, but I'm excited about the album. I'm excited for you. And when it comes out, I'm going to promote it on my end too. And I can't wait. I'm sure that it's going to be another bunch of your comedy that I can viciously relate to. (laughs) This was a humbling and a great learning experience. Uh, Yeah. I I could have never, because nobody wants to watch themselves. First of all, I was- It's hard, yeah. Like watching, you know, myself over and over and over again, just to make sure I had to watch the edits. Mm-hmm. But I got a chance to see myself in a light that I don't think I've ever been able to if, if I didn't decide to do this. So. Yeah. I have a feeling it's just the tip of the light bulb. Shit's about to get real bright. I hope so, girl. It's I know so. Long journey for me, but I, I'm determined and I fight for myself. All Perfect. The time. I do this all the time. Like, well, now you have me to fight for you too, because I am on your team and I'm rooting for you. And I really, really appreciate you sharing that story. I appreciate yeah. you giving me your time and coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you for having me. This Bye. was the best. Bye. Bye. Yeah.